Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Monday, December 5th, 20 days till Christmas episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. We're less than three weeks out, ladies and gentlemen. We just got our tree today. The big day, the big day. We did get our tree today. Well, let's talk about this. I think that this is a perfect way to kick it off because I don't know what our listeners have experienced in the Christmas tree purchasing realm, realm this year. But this is insanity. What we what we, what we came across today was yeah, insanity. So let me give you some background. So we were here in Arizona last Christmas. Well, we were in a smaller place, so we we wanted to get a smaller tree, and I sort of forget if we were like strapped for time or if I just didn't put in any effort to figure it out. It but was, either way, it was both. we saw they had them at Home Depot, so we were like, let's just get the tree at Home Depot. And this year, I was like, let's see where people in this area get their tree. Like we saw that our grocery store sold them, and I was like, I'm not buying my tree from a grocery store. It's like weird. Uh, and so I found two family farm like lots in the area yep so we went to the one that was closer to us and we sorry i had to sneeze Bless you. <laughs> um we we walk in it's like very prettily like decorated with lights and stuff but they're like aren't that many trees they're very like spread apart and displayed mm-hmm. and i walk up to them and i see like 399 on one and like 499 on one and i was like oh these must just be numbered yeah like, there's no way this tree is $500. Yeah, this is code 399 for yeah. what kind of a tree it is. It's a Douglas fir, eight feet. Yeah. But then we get to one that has a dollar sign, 249 on the same type of tag. And I was like, uh-oh, this might be the price of the tree. So we keep walking around, and everything is like, we find like a Charlie Brown tree, and it says 199. So mm-hmm. I flag someone down, and I was like, are these the prices? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, okay, we're going to yeah. leave. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll be leaving now. I, 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 this is not an exaggeration where these were, these were good-looking trees. I'm not going to say it was a bad product. I'm just saying it was an overpriced product. It was way overpriced. overpriced product for what it was. I wasn't getting, you know, it was, you, we weren't the only one of these people who pulled up right at the same time we did, also left the same time we did after rapidly coming to the realization that um, inflation has come for Christmas trees. This is part of the war on Christmas. This is the war on Christmas. Yeah, so after that shocking experience, I was like, we get back in the car and I'm like, we only spent like a hundred dollars last year, right? Like yep. somewhere around that. Like I'm not losing my mind. Like it was not four hundred dollars for the tree or anywhere close to that. Yep. 
So I was like, let's just go to Home Depot. We know they have them. We're pretty sure they were reasonably priced. Even with inflation, maybe 125 So we drive up. Oh, so many trees. They range from $55 to like $150 if you want mm-hmm. a huge one. We're like, perfect. It is, like Home Depot is, it is a bit DIY. So there's no one to come around and yep. pick them up for you. Max had to manhandle it over to the fresh cut. You got to go inside and pay at the kiosk and come mm-hmm. back and show your receipt. Mm-hmm. I think they would have put it on the car, but Max handled that and they did give us some twine. But we only spent $75. Exactly. That's it. That's so. it. That's all it was. Nothing special. Nothing crazy. It's a good looking tree. It's a nice, full, good looking tree. Yeah. And we didn't have to pay $400 for it, so that's a win. And to top it off, we didn't have to pay $400 stinking dollars. $500 stinking dollars for it. $500. Yeah. $500. Who is spending $500? You, when you think $500 for a tree, in my mind, I'm thinking a 14-foot tree. Like something yep. massive that's yep. going in a three-story stair, spiral staircase mansion. Not an eight-foot tree. I'm thinking next to the gingerbread house of the Fairmont. Yeah. That's the kind of tree we're talking about. No, 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 no. <laughs> this was... Maybe eight feet. It was big, but it wasn't like massive. Right? This was like a combination of inflation meets people have too much money. I right? don't think they're going to sell their trees. I don't... I, 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 you know what? I think they will. <sighs> it's crazy. All right. I think, people are, I think people are that irresponsible with their money these days that they would plunk down $500 on a Christmas tree. That's wild. Now, this would be the time when if we had a poll, how much would you spend on a Christmas tree? What's your, what's your maximum limit on a Christmas tree? 125 Yeah. Yeah. So at least we have some buffer. <laughs> every Christmas, every time we get a Christmas tree every year, we always remember the time when we lived in New York and we had to buy a tree off the street in front of Dwayne Reed and it cost us $100 and we thought it was unbelievably we thought it was exorbitant $100. it was like a four foot tree it's pretty small yeah and we dragged that bundle <laughs> bundle needles up five flights of stairs and then to dispose of it dragged it down five flights of stairs <laughs> and it was very dead at that and point it was extraordinarily dead at that point I forget what we did with it. I think we just left it in the street in the dead of night. I know. We threw it in a dumpster, I think. But I spent like a good half an hour cleaning all the needles that were, that yes. were in the staircase. Yes, we did. That was a great time. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at um, all. But what I was saying to Max in the car over to Home Depot thinking like, wow, inflate, like maybe there's a Christmas tree shortage and yep. trees are like $200. I'm like, well, I'm going to cave and get a fake one because I just can't bring myself. Yep. To spend hundreds of dollars on a tree that we're going to have for a few weeks. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, we didn't have to have a burning cross in the house, which is what we call a fake tree. So we got we got the real deal. Got the real deal. Got the real deal. It's in here. The, the fake tree was always an empty throat. <laughs> and as at the end of the day, we would just put a swarrow in. We would just go, we would just get some leather gloves and we'd hack a swarrow down from someone's yard and put it in. Yeah, I don't think we would have done that. But it's it's an interesting thought. It's a good looking tree. It's a good looking tree and it's good. It got a nice, nice place for the topper too. Yeah. And we have a ridiculous topper. All right, let's get into it. What else are we talking about? Because the listener can't see our tree. Well, the Georgia runoff elections tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Uh, latest polls, Warnock up five, Warnock up five, Warnock up three, Warnock up five. 
Okay, so we're losing that. So hopefully Walker pulls it out, but it looks like it's going to be a Warnock uh, victory. Lame. Bummer. Um, all right. Moving on from that. <laughs> uh, I guess, I mean... I, 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 I mean, I mean, do we even want to talk politics? I don't know. What do you have? <laughs> I mean, the only the only thing that people got all worked up was Trump. Trump over the weekend said he wants to get rid of the Constitution. What? Let me re- let me read it directly. Word for word, what did he say? That sounds outlandish. So, with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception and working closely with big tech companies, the DNC, and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner, or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Just let it go, buddy. Just let it go. The fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I want to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies. <laughs> but it's this. See, this is the thing about him that drives me bananas. You can't you can't set him up like that. You can't give them something they can easily use against you. I just. Like, this falls into the category of no one cares, right? I mean, this is like a traditional, like, no one cares story. And all it is is it, is it just goes on for – it just creates headaches for other Republicans go, do you think that – do you think – do you, you going to vote for Donald Trump now that you want to terminate – now that he wants to terminate the Constitution? And it's like, ugh. But no one's paying attention to this, which is why it's like it's like not even like this. John Bolton, I'm prepared to get into the 2024 race. Who? What constituency? What constituency of people is crying out for John Bolton to run in 2024? Liz Cheney. Yeah. Is Liz Cheney wants John Bolton to run? I guess. You know, it's just I just don't know. I just look at this and I just go, man. They want us to talk about this to distract from everything else that's going on. That's all that I can think about when I see these what stories. What are they trying to distract us from? Well, let me, let me, I, I came across this story late in the day. California English teacher teaches kids that grammar is part of white supremacy. Marta Schaefer, a tenured English teacher at Oroville High School, California, began the 2022-2023 academic year by teaching parts of linguistics as a way of fighting white supremacy in my classes. The goal was to, quote, be inclusive of all kinds of the way we use language. This is my favorite line from this. I mean, there's, I mean, she talks about, did I worry that I was, the English teacher added she feels like a cringe white lady when teaching students of color about linguistics. Did I worry I was being a white savior? Absolutely. Was it uncomfortable? Definitely. 
But a lot of my students come here and they're uncomfortable with the white mainstream culture of public school life. So I think it's good for them to see their teacher deal with linguistic discomfort, linguistic discomfort too. This is the kicker. And this is yeah. what this is this is what really gets into how cruel liberalism is at the end of the day. Right? This is this is a cruel ideology. Just because your teachers, your professors, and your boss may expect you to write and speak in a certain way that may not be natural to you does not mean that your more natural languages are not, are not important. They are just as important, if not more important, than the, quote, language of respectability. Let me explain something to you. Uh, what? what? Let, me explain, let me explain something. As someone who has spent most of his time in client-facing roles, in their industry. If you cannot properly explain how you are spending your client's money to your client in a way that your client can understand, you will not be on that account. You will be removed from that position. If that means that you don't no longer have a job, that means you no longer have a job. Communication is one of the most important things that we have in all aspects of life. There is a proper way to communicate ideas. There is a proper way to present yourself. There is a proper way of speaking. There is a proper way of forming sentences. Did she give an example of a way in which you should say something uh, different? Well, she praised students' academic essays for including African-American vernacular English, whatever that means. I was going to say, what's an example of that? Let's look at how we write essays. We start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made up rules. They were created by Westerners in power, which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? What? Always cite your sources. What do you mean always cite your... That's part of academic literature. That's part of anything. So I... Oh, you want to do something? Okay, where's the proof? Okay, what's your rationale behind it? So I will say I hated English class because I hated the... What I think is BS, where your teacher would be like, what's the theme of this book? And you would tell them what the theme is, and they'd be like, wrong. It's this and that and the other. It's like, mm -hmm. do you know? Did you talk to the author? Okay, I agree with that. Why, why, why is this different? So like, if she came at it from that angle, I would be okay with that. But you need to be able to properly communicate, because that is one of the biggest things you need to be able to do in any form of life. Exactly. Exactly. I, and, and, and I see your point on the English, and I hear you on it. Um, and this show is not for debate at that topic. However, I will say that, let's just use my favorite author, Hemingway, the iceberg theory. 90% of what is being said is subtext. Anyways, for a different episode... But but this is but 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 you hit the nail on the head in the end. There's communication, presentation skills, being able to take a technical concept or a specialized concept 
and translate it into a language that someone who is not in your specialized field can understand. These are all extraordinarily important skills to have. And teaching someone that it doesn't matter how they communicate, it doesn't matter how they speak, that they need to just be their self, and if the other person doesn't get it, then that's on them, not on you. That's not how the world works. If the client who's playing your firm millions of dollars goes, hey, that junior so-and-so over there, I don't understand a word they're saying. I don't really have a lot of faith that that person is executing the plan that, that they need. I would not like, I would like them to be removed from the account. That stuff happens all the time. And to not set your students up for success and by simply, by simply going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's how you want to communicate. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cruel. That's cruel. You know what would save this entire teacher crisis about how they don't get paid enough and we basically have an educational industrial complex basically because mm-hmm. we throw a lot of money at things. It doesn't get any better. What if everyone just homeschooled? Like that was just baked into life. Well, I mean, Schools didn't exist anymore. I mean. No more teachers. It's. Well, they would be teachers, but they would be on like online platforms and you could pick and choose the videos and they could actually, you know, make good money. I mean, that would be great, except that standardized testing is racist and colonialist. <laughs> no, I agree. I I think that I, I 100% agree that that we should remove all of the taxes. Right. Give all that money back to the families. So that they can afford to have a parent go part-time and mm-hmm. do the teaching themselves. And there then they can be organized social things. Everyone in the neighborhood can go have lunch together, whatever. Have sports. Yep. Do study sessions. You're describing a school. <laughs> <laughs> Kirstie Alley died. Right? I'm just looking at this like, what? Can I have to watch Cheers tonight? I didn't even know she had cancer. Neither did I. I had no idea. Wow. That's a shame. That's That's a shame. That's a bummer. Yeah, right. All right. What else do we got? Oh, we had an important Supreme Court case today. Or a case in front of the Supreme Court, I should say. A First Amendment case. 303 Creative versus Alanis. Elenis, E-L-E-N-I-S, is a challenge by a Colorado website designer to a state law that bars businesses that are open to the public from discriminating against gay people or announcing their intent to do so. This is essentially the bake the cake case. So what this is, is this woman who runs this wedding website design firm says, hey, look, I'm only making websites for straight people. This is my Christian belief. Oh, so of course, the cakes and the website. Yes. So it gets sued. And so basically what Colorado is arguing um, basically what Colorado is arguing is that this woman provides 
such a unique service and it's such a high class unique service that she's really the only person in Colorado who offers this service and therefore she's not allowed to discriminate. But that's absurd because it's, it's web development. You can get it from literally every anyone in the world can build you a website. This is what I've never understood about these. You have someone who doesn't want to take your money. Why why do you insist on forcing them to take your money other than you want to make other than you want to make in a literal federal case out of it, unless right. you want to make a federal like, case out of it. I, you will not convince me that you can't find somebody to build you this website. No, no. It's, a, it, it's Almost impossible. everyone in tech basically is gay. Like, you just throw your hand up and you'll find one. Yeah, how I can, mean, in Colorado, of all places, right. in Colorado where your governor is gay, your governor is gay. Yeah, there's gay people in Colorado, like you said, that can, there's, there, there are gay people who can make websites in Colorado. Yeah, they just went out of their way to purposely pick her so she'd say no mm-hmm. so they could bring her to court. Like, this is this is one of the fundamental things that I do not understand about, like, anti-discrimination bills in 2023. If you have a business that says, hey, black people aren't allowed here, how well do you think that business is going to do? Probably not well, right? Like, why, 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 why does the government need to step in in cases like this? Just let the free market figure it out. This person doesn't want to take money from gay people. Fine, don't let them take money from gay people. Word will get out that they don't like gay people. Yeah. Free market will take care of itself. Right. It's not that big of a deal. You don't need the government to get involved. We don't waste resources there, doing this. There are barbershops that only cut men's hair. I'm not going to go in there and make a stink because they won't cut my hair. Yeah. I'll just go to someone who specializes in women's haircuts. Mm-hmm. You don't go into an OBGYN's office and demand that they look at your you know, man parts. Like <laughs> I was waiting to see how you were going to describe that area. You go to whatever the male doctor equivalent is the called. The male equivalent doctor. <laughs> like, it's okay to have specializations. Do we have a male equivalent doctor? I don't know. Probably not. I've never heard of one. <laughs> Maybe it's just your general doctor. Do we have a prostate doctor? There's probably prostate specialist because, like, cancer and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, that was the other big news today. I've got a bunch of quick hits. I love this one. So I came across this. And this is, I think this is going to turn into just like the food part of the podcast here at the end. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to pick on Gen Z a little bit, but that's okay. They're so easy. We can do it on Wednesday. Yeah. Um... Okay, so what's your food thing? Well, I've got a couple of food things, but the first I just wanted to, I just wanted, because this was funny, is working out while high Los Angeles' next fitness craze. Oh my God. This trainer is betting on it. It's called Stoned Intoned. <laughs> now, one great name. Um, two things. One, who the, wants to work out while they're high? I'm so confused. Yeah, well, yeah, well, for another another great question. <laughs> another great question. Hey, let's get high and go for a run. What? Um, <laughs> usually it's one or the other. Um, uh, so yeah, so number one there. Uh, number two, shockingly, the uh, the the founder of this gym um, is 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 maybe more. Their body shape indicates that they may have indulged in another thing that that marijuana is known for, which might be inducing the munchies. Oh, yeah. 
And number three, this is the best part. This is the best part. This part of the article. The exercise isn't mandatory. If you just want to lay on your mat, go grab a slice of pizza, you can do that, and none of us are going to judge you at all. That's exactly what I was expecting to read when I read this article. You want to know it? Just come in and get high. Just chill. It's no big deal. Yeah, so they want You want to work out? You want to go on a bike? You want to go do yoga? That's cool. You want to hang out and eat pizza? That's cool, too, man. Don't worry about it. We don't have too many issues around here. Okay. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Um, all right. Two, uh, two, uh, well, let's go with, uh, gosh, so many food, so much food. Let's just go with this. Oh, the word of the year. Do you know what the word of the year is? No. It's actually two words. It's a term of the year. Okay. Goblin mode. I don't know what that means. I don't, this is the first time the word of the year, term of the year, because it's two words, goblin mode, two words. Um, I had no idea what this is. Goblin mode refers to a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Okay. This seems like, what's the right word, inappropriate to the goblins out there? It does seem mean to the goblins. You're right. You know what? That is... Just like how monkeypox created a stigma. Yeah, it's a stigmatizing it's of the stigmatizing goblins. Stigmatizing of the goblins. Yeah. Just right after Halloween, too. Full times a year. They don't get any respect. Sacred time of year for the goblins. Yeah. It's ridiculous. First they're, first they're, first they're treated horribly in Harry Potter. Yeah. With goblins. Um, all right, here it is. You now I think we're just going to become a food lawsuit. Uh, podcast. Okay. Customer sues TGI Fridays after discovering their mozzarella sticks are filled with cheddar cheese <laughs> and have no mozzarella in them. Okay, but that's actually false advertising, unlike the other false advertising one we talked about. All right, so here it is. So this comes along the TGI Fridays uh, frozen. Well, these are ones sticks. you make at home, not at the restaurant. Yes. So oh. the man. Oh, the lawsuit one we talked about was like not being able to make something in three minutes. That was stupid. Not being able to make See, something. This in... one makes more sense. You can't say something's mozzarella if it's not actually mozzarella. Amy Joseph filed the lawsuit in 2021 against TGI Fridays and InVenture Foods. However, Federal Judge Robert Dow Jr. let TGI Fridays off the hook, but allowed the case against InVenture Foods to continue. The judge agreed with Joseph that the name of the snack is misleading because it contains no mozzarella cheese, only cheddar. But they don't have to pay anything? While, the, plaintiff, while the plaintiff makes wide-ranging allegations in her complaining about TGI Friday's role in the creation of the product, the product's packaging, and the complaint show that TGI Friday's is only the licensor of the mark. She bought the snacks for $22.95 off of Amazon. Who pays that much for mozzarella sticks? Well, it was a big bag. A big bag. 25% more cheese flavor. I wonder what gives it the cheese flavor. Do they have some sort of cheese flavor additive in there? Who is paying that much money for something that is terrible for you? 
We intend to proceed against Inventure Foods on behalf of the nationwide class of purchasers of TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks. I'm dead. That's so easy. Why, why are you making cheese sticks? Like, just don't call them mozzarella sticks. Just call them cheese sticks. Well, What's I mean, so hard about that? I, I mean, fried cheese stick? It's not a mozzarella. You know, do you want a fried cheese well, stick you or either, do you want a you mozzarella stick? You either got to put mozzarella in the mozzarella stick or you got to call it a cheese stick. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So, you know, she's got something. Is it stupid and juvenile? And is this really what we invented the court system to be handling? No, not really. But I see her point. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. Same with same with the uh, with, with with no. I don't think there's anything wrong with her bringing this lawsuit. It's false advertising. You can't lie. It's a no no. Yeah, I mean it is false advertising, but it's just a money grab. It's a money grab. How is this directly affecting your life? Unless you're like allergic to cheddar and it sent you to the hospital and you had thousands of dollars in medical bills. Can you be allergic to cheddar and not mozzarella? <laughs> Probably not, but that's the only thing I can think of that would make this like, you know, it's like saying something is, you know, Nutella and it's actually peanut butter. Like that would be really bad. That would be really bad. Oh, that'd be really bad. Yeah. That'd be really bad. I don't know if this is so bad. It's yeah. just misleading. Right. It's misleading. It's just, why is there no way for consumers to just yell about something, have the company apologize, give them a $5 coupon and change it? Like, why this do they need to be sued? Because they won't do that. Well. Because they're trying to get one off. They're trying to put cheap cheddar into a high quality mozzarella product. And there's no higher quality product than frozen TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks, not filled it's with just, mozzarella, made just, by Adventure Foods. Would you just agree with me that this is not the intention of the lo- the legal system? I think wholeheartedly this is the intention of the legal system to make sure that some big corporation doesn't pull one over on the little guy. It's mozzarella versus cheddar. Just don't buy it. Okay, what if you found out that the boba bubbles you're buying weren't actually tapioca? They were uh, styrofoam. I'd write them. Well, that would be bad. That <laughs> would be interesting, huh? If it you're was not dead yet. But let's say it was more like cheese or something not going to kill me. Uh, I'd probably be mad and write them an angry letter and then go buy it from someone else. I wouldn't think, let me call a lawyer and file a lawsuit. But this is America. <laughs> This is what we do. This, this goes to the dwindling of the moral compass of the society. I think that's a little harsh on Miss Amy Joseph. She just wanted a good old-fashioned mozzarella she stick. She just wants a paycheck. Oh, yeah. She probably wants a bone. Then she can buy a lot of more real mozzarella sticks. I bet you if she had gone to them and been like, I just want a refund or I'm going to sue you, they probably just would have given her the $23 back and she could have gone on her money. No, they would have been. I would take, take me to court. Well... Call a bluff. Any way to save twenty two ninety nine? I don't know. All right. Well, I guess that's probably. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's probably where we're going to end it today. There's no mozzarella in the mozzarella sticks, and um, you know it ties into another story that I found here today, which is. Shockingly, eating ultra-processed foods speeds up cognitive decline. So maybe let's just all lay off the mozzarella sticks. No brand intended because we don't want to get sued. But by the way, just so you know, 
58% of the calories consumed in the United States come from ultra-processed foods. What's your favorite ultra-processed food? Boba. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that is ultra-processed. Yeah, there's, nothing, there's nothing real about that. <laughs> All right. I think that sums it. I think that finishes it up. All um, right. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Let's do it. Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess.